2: You're listening to FOJC Radio, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and teaching the doctrine of Christ to the whole world. Good evening and welcome to Friday night FOJC Remnant Gathering. Grab your Bible and your pens and your paper, and when two or three are gathered in his name, the Lord is right here with us. So thank you for joining us, and here's Brother David.
1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the July 14th, 2023 edition of the FOJC Remnant Gathering. I am David Carrico, and I am just very, very thankful to be here with you tonight, bringing you the word of the Lord, and um, just just great to be serving Jesus. And we always, our Friday night broadcast is like our flagship broadcast, it's the our oldest and longest running broadcast. And this is uh, this is just home here. And we're so thankful for all of you tuning in this evening. Our lesson for this evening is going to be entitled, The Three Anointings of King David. By way of announcement, this Sunday night, FOJC Radio Sunday Night Live is back, 8 p.m. on the Rumble Channel. It will be... The Spiritual Deception of Mormonism, and uh, Brian Reese and I will be there, and also a special guest, so it's going to be a little bit of a surprise there for you this Sunday night on Sunday Night Live. Um, we want to remember Sister Tracy in prayer, she is having a wonderful, blessed time, of uh, she baptized yesterday a couple people at a little meet-and-greet in the San Francisco area. Uh, and I heard a little bit of that over the phone. They were fired up. And she baptized four more at Laguna Beach today. And they are, those people love Jesus. And they're getting fired up. And it's time to start really getting fired up for Jesus. I tell you what, the Lord is doing something. And uh, we are going to... Uh, When Sister Tracy gets back, we're going to be having some uh, Internet prayer meetings. We're going to really pick the prayer up. We're going to have some new moon prayer meetings, uh, and we're going to have some Internet prayer meetings. We most definitely are. We missed this one because she is out there, and I just don't want to start till she gets back to where we can all. um, It was just really on her uh, Enduring Sound broadcast episode on Melchizedek where this was really birthed in our spirit so it's going to be something we've got to really we've got to understand that it's by the spirit of God and by prayer that things are going forth and we're just going to keep praying and just watching the marvelous things the Lord does we want to remember uh Chuck Patterson out in Virginia And his whole family, we appreciate them. We want to lift them up in prayer this evening and uh, pray for the Lord to meet their needs. And thank you for the book. And we want to pray for David B. for continued healing of cancer. We want to pray for Jake for his vehicle. And you know how vehicles are when they start misbehaving, so we want to pray for Jake and we also want to pray for Mindy's daughter, that the Lord will just get a hold of her and bring her home. We want to pray for Dorothy for continued healing after her cataract surgery. We want to pray for Joe in Evansville for protection and wisdom. And we want to pray for Wendy's friend that got hit by a truck, that the Lord will just heal her and use this time. Mindy, didn't that what I said? Okay, well, yeah, Mindy, not Wendy. Same thing, doesn't matter, Mindy, Wendy, hey. But anyway, uh, we want to pray for that lady that uh, that got hit by the truck, that the Lord will heal her and uh, draw use this time to draw her close to her. Excited about this teaching this evening, the three anointings of David. I think it's definitely going to Um, speak to our hearts and give us some clarity and we just want to pray also that the Lord just mightily uses that. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father we're so thankful for all that you do for us. We cannot uh, even mention all of the great blessings that you've given to us and we thank you so much for it. Father we just want to pray for Chuck Patterson and his whole family in virginia father we pray in jesus name that your greatest blessings be upon him and that you just continue to guide him and lead them in your steps father we want to pray for jake that you'll just make a way for this vehicle they're important for us fathers you know we we need those those vehicles to be able to do what we need to do for you so father we just ask you to provide that in jesus name And also we want to pray for Mindy's daughter, Father, that the Holy Spirit will just convict her and pull her home. And also for her friend that got hit by the truck. In Jesus' name, Father, pour out your spirit upon her. Use this time to heal her and to draw her home. Unto you, we want to pray for Sister Tracy. We're just thankful, Lord, for your blessings upon her and the great blessings uh, that you're pouring out on her. We just pray, Father, that you just continue to bless and bring her and Zoe home safely in Jesus' name. Father, we want to pray for Sister Dorothy to for continued healing after that cataract surgery. We're just we just pray, Father, that it, you just do a mighty work and make it a great blessing in her life. And for Joe in Evansville, Father, we just pray that uh, as he deals with that wicked system, that, Father, you'll just give him protection, wisdom, and strength. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And, Father, we want to lift up Brother Cecil to you for physical healing and also Sister Donna. Father, we just pray that you just give them a mighty anointing of healing and strength that they can do the work that you have called them to. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that tonight this word go forth in clarity and truth. Father, we ask that your anointing be upon it and that you'd open the hearts of those that hear your word this evening. And, Father, we just just are so thrilled when we can come to you in prayer. And, Father, we ask you to help us in the orchestrating of these prayer meetings that we just know that anything good that happens, it comes from you and from the sovereign move of your spirit. So Father, we just thank you for that so much. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we agree. Worship the Lord for just a few moments, and we will be back with our message for this evening, the three anointings of David.
2: We're sorry, that because of copyright rules, you cannot hear my music. However, if you want to hear the message in its entirety with my music, you can join us on the radio page on Friday nights for the live audio broadcast at 6 p.m. Central Time, or you can listen on our podcast page at fojcradio.com. Here's Brother David.
1: Turn in your Bibles to First Samuel, chapter 10, And we're going to read the first verse. The three anointings of King David. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? And in the Hebrew, the word for anointed is Mashiach, and it speaks of a consecrated person. It speaks of a person that is consecrated and called out for a specific purpose. There is, we're going to talk about the three anointings that were upon David. And as we study the anointings upon King David, and of course this pointed toward the Anointed One, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. He is the ultimate Mashiach, the ultimate Messiah. But David was called... And had three anointings upon him you and I are called and we have anointings upon us and as we study the ways of the Lord as it worked in the life of David we will come to learn some lessons about the ways of the Lord that it works through us and in 1st Samuel chapter 24 verse 5 and 6 we know that Saul strayed from the Lord And uh, he finally, we're going to see where Saul completely had his anointing taken away from him. 1 Samuel 24, verse 5 and 6. And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And David snuck in and he cut off the skirt of Saul. He could have killed him, but he did not. And in verse 6, And he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he is anointed of the Lord. It was a big deal. When the oil of God was upon the head of Saul, and he was prayed for and anointed by Samuel the prophet, he was set apart to be the king of Of the people of Israel and that's a big deal but even though he had strayed and even though he was messing stuff up real bad he was still the Lord's anointed until the Lord pulled that anointing and David knew that it would have been a sin for him to take Saul out before the Lord chose to do so now this is misused by those in the modern charismatic circles and by others to say that someone in leadership is above criticism that they have to be followed blindly and this is nothing but a lie and they will misquote this text in Psalm 105 beginning in verse 14 he suffered no man to do them wrong yea he reproved kings for their sake saying touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm and it is very true that nobody Is above criticism or correction and nobody is to be followed blindly and this was used by Paul Crouch and uh, Benny Hinn and that crowd to say that boy you can't even criticize me and this is nothing but a lie When, when falsehood and error and sin is there It has to be called out, but at the same time we must realize that when God calls people to do a specific task, they can do what nobody else can, because it's a specific anointing from the Lord, and when the Lord has a purpose in someone's life, and the Lord's got a purpose for each and every one of us, it's not like, thank God, the minute that we mess stuff up a little bit uh he he does away with it and goes to a plan b the lord has the long game in mind and in romans chapter 11 verse 29 for the gifts and the callings of god are without repentance and when god gifts you and when god calls you he's not going to change his mind about it but he is going to see through that which he is going to determine and purpose in your life. And at the same time, we have to be careful by throwing people under the bus when they begin to stumble. We have to lift them up. And at the same time, we have to realize that when people have the anointing of God upon their life, even though God will not change his mind, God will lift that anointing and take it away from you it's a very important thing to understand and we're going to see that work in the life of Saul David went into the cave and he cut off the skirt of Saul could have took his life and then the Holy Spirit prompted him touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm in 1st Samuel 15 and 3 the word of the Lord came unto Saul Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling ox, and sheep and camel and ass. And in verse 13, Saul was not obedient unto that. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And he was lying through his teeth. And Samuel said, What meaneth then the bleeding of the sheep in mine ears, and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Saul said, I serve the Lord in all obedience. And Samuel said, Watch that. bad 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 in the background. And that's the thing with so many people. They're claiming they're serving God. They're claiming they're walking in obedience. But you can hear the bleeding of the sheep. The Lord does not say you can obey four things and leave out the fifth. But submission and obedience is to be total. And when Saul did not slaughter the sheep as was ordered by the Lord, the bleeding of those sheep was a testimony unto King Saul. And in verse 22, we see the sad result of that. The sad result. We see the anointing lifted. And while the Lord is long-suffering, and when, thank God, we need to hear that tonight. We all need to come back and ask ourselves, and we were talking about this last week, what has God gifted and called me to do? Where has he planted me? And he doesn't give up on that he doesn't give up on us easily and at the same time willful disobedience can cause not only the loss of our anointing but the loss of our eternal soul in first or first samuel 15 let's read in verse 22 and samuel said hath the lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. A very serious word. So while David did not have the right, to take Saul's life because he was the anointed of God. The disobedience of Saul caused the Lord to remove that anointing from him. Now, we're going to be looking at the three anointings of King David. And this will give us not only insight into the great king of Israel, the sweet psalmist of Israel, it will also give us understanding into the prophetic... Um, announcement of our lord and it will also give us understanding in our life how the lord works in our life with gifts and callings and anointings and the first anointing of david we're going to read in first samuel chapter 16 and verse 1 and this was the anointing of david as a prophet first samuel 16 and 1 And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? I will fill thine horn with oil, and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And down in verse 12, And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. The anointing of a prophet came upon David that day. And he is surely called a prophet in the word of God, and he was anointed, and his anointing and the moving of the Spirit of God upon him prepared him for the anointings to come that would anoint him as a king and as a great priest-king in the order of Melchizedek. And indeed, we have to understand that David was indeed a prophet. He did so many things, and we see also his failures, don't we? And we can see it in the life of David. David really messed up. He sinned with Bathsheba, and Solomon and Absalom, his son, drove him in shame from Jerusalem, but he was the Lord's anointed. Most people would have said, oh, David, you messed up. Yeah, it's Absalom. No, Absalom was married into the nephilim bloodline and this was nothing less than an attempt to take over the throne of israel by the nephilim bloodline david was god's anointed god had not given up on him yet so we don't want to give up on people before the lord does and uh, thank god he is merciful and we see this That before his anointing of king, he received that anointing of prophet and the anointing of the Spirit of God upon him enabled him to step up into greater roles of the anointing. And that's the way it is in our life. Promotion comes from the Lord. And when we walk in the anointing the Lord gives us and we're faithful, he will be able to promote us and to be able to use us in greater measure in the kingdom. In Acts, the second chapter, and verse 29, Men and brethren, let me speak freely unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet... Amen. David was a prophet. He was anointed with the, uh, as a prophet, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon him. And knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit upon his throne. And David had that mighty anointing of the prophet upon him to such an extent that he was one of the authors of Holy Scripture, and as he was a shepherd minding the sheep, writing Psalms, and worshiping God, the Spirit of God would move upon him, and he would write the inspired Word of God. And when the Holy Spirit came upon people that wrote the Scripture, it was in such a profound way that it actually prevented them from having any of their flesh in there To where there was any error there. It was a perfect transmission from the Lord to David to give us the preserved Word of God and in 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 10 the scripture tells us of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. No one is a better example of this than, than David the prophet. As you can read the 22nd Psalm, and in the 22nd Psalm it foretells the suffering of Christ upon the cross in amazing detail. And the anointing of the prophet, was the first anointing that David received, and this is often the very first anointing that many of God's people receive. And I want to I wanna talk about and help us to understand what that anointing of prophecy means in our life. Now, let's go back to Numbers chapter 11, and let's begin in verse 24. There's a really, really neat passage here. And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord and gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and set them round about the tabernacle and the Lord came down and spake unto him and took the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 elders and it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them they prophesied and did not cease yes they got under the spout where the glory comes out and they were prophesying praise God but the remained two of the men in the camp The name of the one was Eldad, and the name of the other was Medad, and the Spirit rested upon them, and and they were of them that were written, but went not out into the tabernacle, and they prophesied in the camp. And there ran a young man and told Moses, and said, Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered, And said, My Lord Moses forbid them. And Moses said unto them, Envious thou for my sake would God that all the Lord's people were prophets. And that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. That is the attitude of Moses. That is the attitude of the Lord. I would that all of my people were prophets and that the lord would put his spirit upon them and this is indeed what is happening the prophecy of the latter day outpouring that the old men would dream dreams and the young men would have visions and the sons and the daughters would prophesy it is the time of the pouring out of the spirit of god and we need to realize that all of God's people can be prophets and that we all can prophesy and we want to understand that prophetic anointing and how that works in our life. And the same attitude that Moses had in the days of the tabernacle is the same attitude that the Lord has in the days following Jesus Christ tabernacling amongst us. Now, let's look at a text in 1 Corinthians 14. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. Now, I think probably one of the biggest things that hinders people from really desiring spiritual gifts is the mockery and the sham that is made of them on Christian television. How that they are commercialized and used in such a tawdry and degradating manner. But this is not a suggestion. It's a command. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, comma, but rather that ye may prophesy. Prophecy is set apart as that which is even more important than the other gifts of the Spirit. This was the very first anointing that fell upon King David, and in verse 3, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Now let's get a definition of prophecy. Let's just get a working definition of it so we know just exactly what we're talking about. And I'm looking here at Wayne Grudem's systematic theology, and I think he really nails it. And he says this, but rather, and it it says here, um, it is not defined exclusively as predicting the future, nor as proclaiming a word from the Lord, nor as powerful preaching, but rather as telling something that God has spontaneously brought to mind something that God has spontaneously brought to your mind. Now, have you ever been around somebody that um, is just able to, to give you that from the Lord which you really need. They are able to speak to you that word in due season. And let me tell you, it's time for us to realize that the Spirit of God will come upon us and it will give us those things that we need in our life. It will give us those things that we need to share with others. And the Spirit of God is able to bring to your mind that and spontaneously. We're not talking about and it's good, you know, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would bring to our re- our remembrance. And if you remember something, that means you had to know it before you could remember it. But this is so correct. We're talking about something the Holy Spirit instantaneously speaks to your mind. It wasn't in your mind five seconds ago, but now it is, and it's there from the Spirit of God, and it is there for for you to know and understand what you need in your life or what you need to share with your brother and sister. It is the Spirit of prophecy working, and as it says in the text in Corinthians, that it is there for exhortation. And in the Webster's 1828, that word exhort means to encourage, to embolden, to cheer, to advise, to incite by words or advice, to animate or urge by arguments to a good deed or any laudable course of contact. We need a little exhortation every once in a while, don't we? When we're getting pounded by the evil one, we need someone to say, Thus saith the Lord, guess what the Spirit of God brought to my mind for you. This works in the assembly. This works in our life. This is the most important thing of the gifts of the Spirit. We must be open to that gifts of prophecy, and we need to realize, and we need to have that attitude. I wish that all God's people were prophets, and that they would open themselves up, and to be looking for and to be expecting this instantaneous revelation to the Holy Spirit. And in 1 John 2.27, a scripture that I refer to often, it says in 1 John 2 and 27, But the anointing... There's that anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. The Lord is able. To pour that spirit of prophecy upon me, upon you, upon each and every one of us. Oh, that all God's people were prophets. And you don't need anybody to teach you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and reveals something to your mind, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and brings back the doctrine of Christ to you, you don't need anyone to tell you if it's right or wrong. If he's taking you back to what Jesus said, you know it's right. You and I can be wrong, but when you and I are saying what Jesus said, we cannot be wrong. This is the anointing of the Holy Spirit within us. This is the prophetic anointing. This is the prophetic anointing that the Lord wants to break forth in each and every one of our lives. To have that moving of the Spirit that will break that yoke from off of us. Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, desire spiritual gifts, and rather, that ye should prophesy. In Second Samuel chapter 2, let's look at the second anointing upon King David. In Second Samuel, in the second chapter, and we're going to read the fourth verse. And it says here, and the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying, that the men of Jebesh-Gilead were they that buried Saul. And when this anointing came upon David, something else we need to realize. And I want to read a scripture here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. And when you recognize an each and every one of us we need to recognize the gifts and the callings of God in our life and this is something that everyone really needs to make a matter of prayer to understand just exactly where the lord wants to anoint and use you 1 corinthians chapter 12 verse 11 It says, But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. It was the work of the Holy Ghost to divide the gifts of the Spirit. And it says here that he gives as many as he wants to to whoever he wants to. You know, and just because you receive and understand that you have a gift of the Spirit and an anointing in your life doesn't mean that there can't be more that come along down the road. Just like King David, he was anointed to be a prophet, and he was faithful to that calling. He he yielded himself to the Spirit of God in writing music and in writing the Holy Scriptures, and he was able to be anointed into a greater anointing, that anointing as king. And we always need to understand that promotion is from the Lord, and that when we are faithful with that which the Lord has given us, we can have every reason to believe that there will be more coming from him. And we need to open ourselves up, and yield ourselves unto the Spirit of God. More and more, we need to understand that without Him, we can do nothing. But that it is the giftings of the Spirit of God. Desire spiritual gifts. Amen. Psalm 89, verse 35 and 36. And one of the most profound things about this anointing as a king, of the great king of Israel, was that he was a type of Christ. He was a type of Christ. And we're going to talk in the second part. We're going to show you some really neat things about how uh, David's understanding of the Melchizedek priesthood. Uh, it's, it, I, I like it. I think you will, too. And we need to understand that, like in the throne of David, the throne of David, when the Lord promised in the Davidic covenant that there would always be someone to sit upon his throne, it was talking more about that earthly kingdom of israel which uh that came to an end but was talking about that throne of the most high the uh which will probably maybe our next lesson will talk about the the tabernacle of david and some of the deep spiritual truths there but in psalm chapter 89 verses 35 and 36 once have i sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David, his seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the Son before me. Hallelujah. The throne of David endures forever, and it is the throne that Jesus Christ sits on at the right hand of the Father. And that's another whole lesson. But we need to understand and always be so thankful of David. The king who is a type of that king of kings that one day will come. Now, I think we're going to take a break before we talk about this third anointing and put together the understanding of just what this means to us. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back in just a little bit on the FOJC Remnant Gathering.
2: So JC Radio wants to introduce to our remnant family The Holy Commission Boot Camp Brought to you by Brother Brett Graham These teachings are the basics or training For brothers and sisters in Christ's service The Holy Commission is found in Matthew 28 Verses 18-20 through And Jesus came and spake unto them saying All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Brett shares how we should walk with the Lord in order to accomplish the Holy Commission and also some tips about soul winning. If you have questions about this series, please send them to lastdayschurch at cs.com and put capitals, H-C-B-C, in the subject line. You can find playlists for the Holy Commission Bootcamp on our Rumble and our YouTube channels. And thank you, as always, for your prayers and support.
0: This is tracy vanay from he walks with us everywhere over on youtube knowing the doctrine of christ is the most important thing in your life whether you know it or not as david Carrico says we are excited to bring you the sound doctrine we need to endure these last days our newest original series enduring sound doctrine is now airing on my youtube channel in matthew 24 13 jesus says but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I like to say it's not a hop, skip, and jump to the end. It's an enduring. We welcome you to come over to He Walks With Us, one word, everywhere, and subscribe, like, and share. And please remember to subscribe, like, and share FOJC Radio's YouTube channel, Underground, one word, church. Thank you for listening to the content that we're presenting, and of course for your support and your love and your prayers. We hope to see you over there.
2: Hello, FOJC Radio Remnant family. Sister Donna here. I just want to thank all of you for your support and your love and kindness. Just wanted to let you know that here at FOJC Radio... We want to reach the world for Jesus. I know you know this verse. You've said it as a child probably many times. But as a reminder, in John 3, verse 16-17, it says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. In order to do this, we have chosen to use many different avenues. We have our regular Friday night message with Brother David, and then we have our Sunday Night Live, and we have different people on it. And then we have other Sunday Night Live programs with David and Tracy. Sometimes we're on Rumble, and sometimes we're on YouTube. You just never know who we might have on there. But I just wanted to remind you all, and thank you for your support, and give us a listen on Sunday Night Live. These programs usually start at 8 p.m. Central Time. You never know what we might be doing. We're full of all kinds of surprises. We want to reach the world for Jesus. Now back to tonight's message with Brother David Carico on FOJC Radio.
1: Welcome back to the FOJC Remnant Gathering. And as I always do after the break... I want to sincerely thank each and every one of you that studies with us and that prays for us and that supports us with your gifts and with your kindness. We do appreciate it with all of our heart. This Wednesday, we will be uploading a new edition of the Holy Commission Boot Camp with Brett Graham. I really appreciate the work Brett's doing. He's putting out some really good, solid stuff. And there's nothing closer to my heart than the winning of souls and that which would prepare us to do so. I know that that would be a real blessing to you. And um, Sunday Night Live, once again, uh, The Deception of Mormonism. This is on our Rumble channel this week, FOJC Rumble channel, 8 p.m. Central Sunday night. The Deception of Mormonism. This is. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as i do every time to bring the word of the lord and also uh tomorrow i think it's tomorrow tracy is going to be in the santa fe new mexico area and she's going to be there with some dear friends of ours uh albert and tina out there uh almost always in the chat uh she's agent 505 and i don't see her tonight but uh they're going to be out there, so if you want to go to Tracy's website, if you're on the in that area, and if you want to go to Tracy's website, and she's got a little place there to leave messages, if you want to, if you're out in that area and want to leave her a message and show up there, she can give you details about how to be there. It'll probably be uh, the most people there of, of of any event there, so it's going to be a great time for any of you that would want to go. Uh, And so desire so with that let's get back to the word of the Lord second Samuel chapter 5 and verse 3 this is the third anointing of David and this is his anointing as a priest and it's more than just an anointing as a priest it was the anointing of the priest king after the order of of Melchizedek and in 2nd Samuel chapter 5 and verse 3 so all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron and King David made a lead with them in Hebron before the Lord and they anointed David king over Israel now the first anointing of the king was just over the tribe of Judah but now all Israel came to King David And this was seven and a half years after David began reigning in Hebron and now he was anointed as the king over all Israel the fifth verse says in Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty and three years over all Israel and Judah and we have there that number 40 that we see recurring so many times in Scripture. And it is so important for us to understand that David was a type of Christ as king. As king, he foreshadowed that king that would sit upon his throne before the Father for all eternity. And as a priest, as the priest king, He was of the order of Melchizedek in Genesis 14 and 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Not long ago, the, um, um, and there's Agent 505, just showed up there, um, and I just shared with everybody, uh, Sister Tracy being your way there, so uh, good to see you. Um, but as a priest and a king, David not only was a type of Christ as king, but he was also a type of Christ as the priest king after the order of Melchizedek, and David understood this in the spirit. He understood that he was a priest, yet he understood that he was not a usual priest like the priest of the Aaronic priesthood, but he was indeed a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, if anybody not long ago, real recently, on Enduring Sound Doctrine... We did a teaching, Tracy and I, on the Melchizedek Priesthood. If you want to take a deep dive into the Melchizedek Priesthood, and also in this teaching we did on her Enduring Sound Doctrine, this is where we give the understanding of a New Moon prayer meeting. Now, you just got to hear it, you just got to study it, and understand the spiritual relevance of that which we're speaking, and that's there on Enduring Sound Doctrine. Now, here in 1 Samuel chapter 21, in beginning in verse 3, and this is when David was on the run, and he comes to uh, Nob, and in verse 3 it says, Now therefore, what is under thine hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand, or what there is present. And the priest answered David and said, There's no common bread under mine hand. But there is hallowed bread, if the young men have kept themselves at least from women. And David answered the priest and said unto him of a truth, Women have been kept from us about these three days since I came out, and the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is in a manner common, yea, though it were sanctified this day in the vessel. So the priest gave him hallowed bread." Now, this is very significant. The priest also recognized David's anointing as a priest, not of Levitical order, but of the Melchizedek priesthood, which superseded that of Levitical, and he gave unto him the bread that was only lawful for the Levitical priest to eat. And this was because... God had anointed him into an even higher order of the priesthood. And Jesus spoke of this in the 12th chapter of Matthew, beginning in verse 3. But he said unto them, Have ye not read what David did when he was in hunger? And they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God, and did eat the shoe bread, which was not lawful for him to eat? neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the Sabbath law, have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. Jesus was greater than all the Levitical priesthood as priest and king of the order of Melchizedek, and because David belonged to this same order and was called by God to be so, he could eat the holy bread that was only meant for the Levitical priests. There's just something huge here. And you and I, we are of the order of the priesthood of Melchizedek. Now let's go to Psalm 110.1. And in Psalm, this is how David got this. Because as a prophet of God, the Spirit of God revealed this unto him. And in this Psalm, David wrote this. The Lord said unto my Lord. In other words, the Father, or the Son, said unto the Father. Or no, the Father said unto the Son, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. The people shall be willing in the day of his power, in the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of of Melchizedek praise God and just as Jesus Christ was that ultimate fulfillment of the Melchizedek priesthood of which you and I are a part David knew from the spirit of God and from the spirit of prophecy that God had anointed him as a priest and a king he was anointed as a prophet He was anointed as a king, and he was anointed as a priest-king after the order of Melchizedek. Therefore, he did not fear to eat of the shewbread. Praise God, such a powerful lesson for us there. And David absolutely understood this. Let's go to 2 Samuel, and let's look at chapter 6. And let's look at how David functioned as a priest after the order of Melchizedek. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, and verse 14, "...and David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girded with the linen ephod." David put on the linen ephod of the priesthood, and he danced before the Lord because he was called by the Spirit of God to that greater priesthood. In verse 17, and they brought in the ark of the lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that david had pitched for it and david offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the lord he danced with the linen ephod he offered the offerings of the priesthood and in first chronicles chapter 15:27 there's even another little detail and no detail is insignificant in first chronicles Chapter 15 and verse 27, it says, And it came to pass, or it says, And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen. He had the priestly robe on also. He had the ephod, he had the robe, and all the Levites that bared the ark and the singers and Chaniah, the master of the songs with the singers, David also had upon him an ephod of linen. Praise God. He was our prophet. He was our priest. And he was the priest king. And this was all a type of all three anointings that would also be a part of that ultimate Mashiach, that ultimate Messiah and anointed one, Jesus Christ. And we see all this as a type here in King David. In 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 18, and as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings. He blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And this is also the priestly function of the blessing of the Aaronic priesthood. In Numbers chapter 6, beginning in verse 24, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. And I will bless them. And if King David had the right to, as a priest of the order of Melchizedek, to give that ironic blessing, praise God, you and I do also. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want us to thank how that these three anointings that were upon King David, how that these also fell upon Jesus Christ, and how that they also will fall upon us. In, in Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24 and verse 2, And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things, verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Jesus was a prophet. He prophesied. He taught us about prophecy. Revelation 19.10 says the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus Christ was a prophet. And Jesus Christ is absolutely a priest he is the priest of the most high God he is our great high priest and apostle of our faith Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation the only way to the father in John 14 and 6 Jesus saith unto him I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me no other way there's no other way But through Jesus Christ. In John, the sixth chapter, John chapter 6, and verse 68, and you should always be able to remember John 666. It says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. John 666, which spoke of the apostasy of those that apostatized from Jesus Christ in the flesh. But in verse 68, Then Simon Peter answered him Lord to whom shall we go thou hast the words of eternal life Peter knew there wasn't anywhere to go but Jesus Christ his words are the words of life he is our high priest he's the only way to the Father Jesus was a prophet Jesus was a priest and Jesus is a king in John 18 and verse 36 many people look for Jesus to overthrow the kingdom and set up an earthly kingdom. But in John chapter 18 and verse 36, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. Luke 17, 21, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is within you. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now, but now, Is my kingdom not from thence? But then, when Jesus Christ leaves the right hand of the Father to crush his enemies and make his enemies their footstool, then his kingdom will be from the earth, not in some millennial reign, but in the new heaven and the new earth. Jesus is not coming back to rule for a thousand years, but he is coming back to rule forever and ever in that new heaven and that new earth. And then his kingdom will be from thence. And we have to recognize, as we study these three great anointings that fell upon King David, we can see how that they are also played out in the life of Christ. And we can see also how that they are played out in our life and how that when we are obedient, In that which is little, that the Lord will give more unto us, if that is our heart's desire. And if you take your talent and you bear it in the earth, that's not going to work out too well for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 to 1, we read it earlier. Follow after charity. And desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Amen. We need to desire that moving of the Holy Spirit upon us to give us that word in due season in our own life and in the life of others. That when the word of God goes forth, it doesn't go forth like a bunch of stale bread, but it comes forth fresh from the throne of heaven. That which the Spirit of God would say to us right now to give us that which we need. He Certainly has that anointing of a prophet for us, and in First Peter chapter two, and verse nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into. His marvelous light. We are the priesthood of God, and we are the only priest that God has, and we are the only priest that God needs. Any other claim to any other priesthood is absolutely illegitimate. The priesthood of which Jesus Christ is king at the right hand of the Father, sitting upon the throne of David, our high priest and apostle of our faith, the, the order of Melchizedek, he has the priesthood that you and I belong to, and it's our job. That's why I love so much this series that Brett is doing on the Holy Commission boot camp. It's our job as the priests of God to show people the way. It's our our job to show people how to find Jesus. That's what it's all about for us. Yes, amen. So that's why it's so important. And in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10, He also has called us to be a king. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be the mayor. Probably ain't going to happen. But that will mean that we rule in this life in submission to one person. And that's Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, or excuse me, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10. And hast made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And the Lord has (coughs) excuse me, the Lord, I better get me a little drink here excuse me the Lord has called us to be the head and not the tail. And that means that When it comes time for us to decide what we do, we're not going to look to the mayor, we're not going to look to the WHO, we're going to look to thus saith the Lord. Now, a Christian should be the best neighbor and the best citizen that anyone could ever have. We should absolutely conform to any civil law that does not violate the law of God. But when that be the case, we know that we must serve God and not man. And that means that we're the head, we're not the tail. And you know what the tail is? When the head moves, the tail just follows along. They're drug along. If you're the tail, you're just drug along with what anyone else comes up with or any other nonsense. But the only one we're going to follow is is Jesus Christ. And we're he wants us to reign. He wants to really understand that He wants us to reign. And He wants us to reign in life by Him right now. Now I'm looking for a scripture here. Okay, here it is, Romans 5.17. I want to share this. I'm off the reservation here. Sister Donna uh, wasn't on our scripture list, but it's Romans 5.17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Are we reigning in life? Are we reigning with Christ? That takes in the concept of being seated with Him together in heavenly places. That comes of having the victory in our life. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, as the Apostle John wrote. He wants us to reign as kings with Him. And that means that He is our only King, and He is the one that we follow. And if so, we reign with Him not just in that new heaven and new earth but we reign with him now in that kingdom of God that is within us well I think we're going to stop here for this evening as always with such great thankfulness for each and every one of you that um, prays with us and is a part of FOJC radio we love you so very much and it was such a blessing to hear those people I mean (laughs) Uh, uh Tracy played me a little clip. They weren't just excited. I mean, they were excited. I mean, they were excited. And I know that uh out there in Santa Fe, they're going to get a little bit excited out there. Yeah, they are. So it's just a wonderful thing to see what the Lord is doing. Such a great and marvelous thing. Tomorrow night, I will be in the Now You See TV studios with Brother John doing that midnight ride thing. That's always a great blessing. And... um The Lord is just so good. The Lord is just so good. Let's close out with a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for all of the great brothers and sisters in the Lord you've given us to be a part of our family, that great big family of God, the Israel of God. We thank you, Father. Help us to understand that our brothers and sisters in Christ is the greatest gift you've given us. So, Father, we just pray that you take this humble message and you use it to be a blessing unto the Israel of God and just use it to win souls and draw people close to you. So, Father, with that, we just thank you and we just are going to give you the credit for anything good that comes. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and we agree. Amen and amen. God bless you all, and we will see you next Friday night, 6 p.m. Central on the FOJC Remnant Gathering.
2: Thank you for listening and joining in fellowship with us here at FOJC Radio Remnant Gathering. You can contact us at FOJC, Post Office Box 671, Tell City, Indiana, 47586. Or you can email us at lastdayschurch at cs.com. Or you may call us at 812-836-2288. You can check out our website at www.fojcradio.com. Thanks and God bless.